In our headline segment tonight, we take a look at uh, the uh, end, uh, or I guess uh, the decision not to extend uh, uh, exemptions granted to Zimbabwean nationals under special dispensation uh, that was extended to them. And uh, yeah, government uh, defending its plan to end these special permits uh, that allow more than 178,000 Zimbabweans to live and work in the country and saying only a small percentage of them have applied to regularize their stay. Now, uh, we do understand that uh, these permits are scheduled to expire in December and there's also a, a one-year grace period thereafter and uh, so far the uh, Department of Home Affairs has received uh, just over 2,000 applications for visas and uh, just over 3,000 visa waiver applications from Zimbabweans who need to change their status in order to continue accessing services in South Africa like bank accounts and uh, of course enrolling their children in the schooling system. Joined on the line to uh, unpack this and I guess um, uh, to uh, also get some of the reflections of uh, the Department of Home Affairs insofar as the legal challenge that's also been uh, placed by the Human, uh, Helen Sussman Foundation uh, um, regarding this particular decision by Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutswaledi. Dr. Mutswaledi, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabonga. Good evening to our listeners too. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mutsualedi. Maybe just for the benefit of some of us who might not be familiar with the context of this uh, special dispensation for Zimbabwean nationals uh, that gave rise to the permits and so on. Just paint that uh, a background to us. Where does this come from? What's the genesis of this particular special permit dispensation that the decision has now been made over to not extend? You. Well, it's a little bit of a story, but I'll try to summarize Okay, it. sure. Yes, Ayabonga. You know, uh, you are aware that South Africa was not open to asylum seekers or refugees before 1994. Indeed. Now, yes, after 1994, uh, the first act to regularize this issue of asylum seekers and refugees and migrants was enacted in 1998, uh, the Refugee Act. From there, in 2002... A, 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 a immigration act was also enacted. But earlier on in 1995, a citizenship act was also enacted. Now, I'm mentioning all these acts because they are the ones who control the issues of migration. Mm. Now, the era at which they were enacted, if you look at back in 1995, 1998, Africa was fast uh, democratizing. Even countries which never had elections before were now having elections. Countries where a ruler could stay forever were now starting to put up terms and say you can only rule for two terms or three terms forever. Countries were starting to have constitution. The organization of African unity got revived in the form of AU, African Union, etc., etc. Now, because of that, the... Immigration, uh, the Refugee Act in South Africa and the refugee uh, system was designed not for an avalanche or a lot of people running away from their country because that was not envisaged. So to prove that, in, in 1998, the year in which the Refugee Act was enacted, only 16,000 people came to South Africa to ask for asylum. From there, the number keeps on increasing and varying until in 2006, it was about uh, 53,000. Mm. But all of a sudden, in, 19, in 2008, as you know, the world economy collapsed, including ours. But Zimbabwe was hit hard more than any other country. Yes. And so in 2008, uh, mm. 
more than 227,000 people came here, compared to the 16,000 in 1998. More than 227 came here asking for asylum, and the system was shocked. While the system was still stunned, the following year, another 200 and something thousand came. So in two years, more than 400,000 people were asking for asylum. So the asylum system was overrun. It mm. just could not cope mm. because it was not designed for that. Now, a number of Zimbabwean missionaries started defaulting South African documents. So the Department of Home Affairs said, no, let's give them a special dispensation. Sure. Because if we follow the normal immigration rules, we are not going to cope or we are not coping. Mm. We've been overrun already. So they devised the issue of a special permit or special dispensation, which the cabinet supported and accepted. And they said, anybody who has defrauded South African documents, please bring them back and we'll give you a special dispensation. And the special dispensation had conditions. Three of them were that you you must have a job Mm. in the country. You are illegal, but you must have a job or you must have a business, or you must be studying in some or the other institution. In addition, you need a police clearance from your country, but also in addition, you cannot apply for any other dispensation in South Africa, which is provided by the immigration laws, because you got a special permit. Now, that was supposed to be temporary, mm. but five years later, it was renewed. And when it, uh, sorry, before it was renewed, uh, 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 250,000 people came to apply for that exemption and they were granted. How long was it then intended it to last for? How long was it years, intended sorry? to How long was it intended to last for in the first instance? 5 years. 5 years, okay. All right. Yes. So after 5 years it was renewed and 198,000 people came. Mm. And uh, it went on and on then after 3 years it was renewed again that was 2017. Yes. It was renewed again for a period of five years, and 178,000 people came in. Now, at the beginning of last year, that means 12 months before uh, it expired, our question was, exactly what are we doing? Mm. How do we have a temporary dispensation forever and ever, and, and we keep on renewing it? How many renewals are going to be there, and to what end? Then we decided, be mm. that as it may, because they still exist a person can apply for them. Sure. We've got a visitor's visa, a spousal visa, mm. a relative's visa, a work visa, a corporate visa, a, 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 a retirement visa, a, a, you know, a, a scarce skill visa. You, you can name them. They are all there in the country. What's the visa and waiver? Can, What's that one? I see you've also received 3,000 visa waiver applications. What's that? In a position to do so. Mm. They apply for a waiver. In I other words, okay. there are certain rules that say in order to do this, to apply for this, you must go back to your country and apply there. But you can apply for a waiver and say, look, these are my conditions. I want to reapply while I'm here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Dr. Mutualedi, hold the line there for me for a second. We just quickly need to take a spot break. When we come back, I want us to continue and uh, get some of your own reflections, I guess, on this court challenge as well. Um, and also what we mean when we talk about regularizing the status of Zimbabwean nationals, uh, I guess, uh, as this uh, dispensation ends. And we'll continue with that after this. I Gawel, uh, the, the Minister of Home Affairs. Dr. Mutualedi, you would have heard that, and uh, I guess I want to maybe overlay 
Um, on top of that, and in your response, you might want to reflect on what uh, uh, that uh, gentleman is saying, but also reflect on what um, is meant by your ministry when you suggest that um, this attempt now to do away with this dispensation or to not extend it, maybe that's a better formulation, um, and indicate to people that there are all manner of visas, there's all manner of processes that allow them to apply to regularize their status. When you say regularize, what, what does that mean? Well, as I said, the people who were given the Zimbabwean extension permit, well, all of them came here illegally. All of them. Mm. And, and, and it was untenable. And the, as I'm saying, the immigration system could not cope with what they were applying for. Let, let's say sex. Most of them, if not all of them, were uh, uh, economic migrants. But when they apply, they apply as asylum seekers. Because in the laws, there was nothing about economic migration. Mm. Even in international laws, uh, South Africa is a signatory to the United Nations Convention of 1951, the 1967 Protocol, and the OAU, Organization of African Unity, 1969 Convention, which regulates the issues of refugees and asylum seekers. None of them, none of those three pieces of uh, convention or policies talk about uh, elite, I mean, uh, uh, economic migrant. Mm. So when people apply, they talk about asylum seekers and uh, asylum seeking and, and 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 what you call asylum seeking and, and and refugee. Now many of them, of course, could not make it. So that's why, because the system was overrun, the decision was made that we give them a special dispensation to regularize their stay so lo- so they are no longer illegal. That was the aim. Now we are saying. There is the Immigration Act, there is the Refugee Act. There are many other nationals who are here whose stay is regularized through all those acts. Why should we have any other group uh, uh, being on a special permit when all others regularize themselves through the normal existing acts, which were passed by Parliament, by the way? Basically, that's what we mean. Mm, mm. And uh, I guess then there's another question uh, which says... While the regularization might be in harmony with the law, there is, uh, as many are suggesting, a potential humanitarian challenge that might arise. Uh, They say there's a potential humanitarian challenge. They say the government is not empathetic uh, to the plight that's going to face many other people now who, after the grace period, might find themselves having to go back to a Zimbabwe that's faced with runaway inflation, runaway food prices, and many other issues. What do you say to that? Well, look... That they are thinking that will happen. That is their guesswork. <laughs> and, and why can't the people wait and see how many people fail to regularize or they were not accepted mm. and what deal is being given to them? At, at any rate, that my next question is this. The people who come here illegally and get deported back to their countries through the laws of South Africa or those who are whose asylum rejected and they go back it happens all over the world. Mm. Why should there be any particular group of people where they are saying, no, 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 uh, if they are not allowed this and that is going to happen? That is the law of the country and it's being practiced all over the world. That if you apply for asylum or refugee and you are not successful, you go back. If you are successful, you stay. 
And mm. we do have many refugees in South Africa from all over the world who have got refugee status. We do have people who successfully applied for, for, for permanent residence. And actually, Ayabonga for study visas were uh, 14,000 and mm. odd, 14,000. They were given study visas. 25% of them, a quarter, were Zimbabweans. You know, I'm talking about a figure for the whole world. In the whole world, people who apply to South Africa and say, I want to study visa, there were mm. 14,000. And 25,000, I mean, 25% were Zimbabwean, and they were granted. Secondly, all the people around the whole world who applied to South Africa for a scarce skill visa, which was granted, 38% of them in the whole world were Zimbabweans. Mm. And, of course, people who applied for a relative's visa, 15% of them were Zimbabweans, and those, uh, who were granted, I mean to say, and those who applied for a general work visa, 14% of them were Zimbabweans. So, so this figure shows that uh, there's nothing. I, I heard stories that no, we are chasing away Zimbabweans who have got nothing against them. If, if that is the case, why, why is this statistics like this? Mm. Because statistics doesn't lie. It's interesting, um, you know, Minister Mutsualedi, that um, I guess I'm interested in your view on where or from where you think a lot of the resistance to this process of regularizing the tenure of Zimbabwean nationals in the country is concerned. And where do you think that is coming from? I mean, you've made, I guess, yeah. uh, your own views uh, known as a, as a ministry on uh, uh, what you think about the core challenge of the Helen Susman Foundation. And I did read that uh, to many of our listeners. But um, in your view, I mean, what do you think informs this? Because uh, I think some people are also suggesting that in many ways this is a view of uh, uh, those who are set to benefit from the exploitative and insecure tenure of many Zimbabwean nationals and pay them very low wages. And that's why they lament uh, that this regularization might mean less access to that pool of pliant, exploited and vulnerable labor. And some on the other end are also saying, I guess, in broader civil society that you know, this is a government that is uncaring and a government that, much like it found a special permit, might want to think through uh, looking at means to make it easier for many Zimbabwean nationals to regularize their stay. What do you say about these two polar ends in light of your own experiences, I guess, and how many people have applied uh, uh, now that, uh, I guess, the signal has been sent? Well, I think sure. it's nobody who apply for a permit to go into a public regarded mm. uh, because also our, our borders were porous and all that. Mm. Now, all those things came wrong. Mm. It's a law passed by parliament. We don't demand higher wages. We don't push for better working conditions. And we don't, gain trade, we don't join trade unions. That's why we are preferred by employers. Mm. And of course, we know in the trucking industry, because I've been involved with that for the event is reaching Mushina uh, uh, Community Policing Forum. Hmm. But the event is full of men. When we check, this is a private security company. It has got nothing to do with Mushina Community Policing Forum. It's a private company that supply security guards to business in Mushina. The owner of the event with that emblem of community forum go to park next to the Limpopo River. People cross illegally get into the event, and they are supplied to businesses there illegally, and in the morning they are driven back. They don't have any piece of paper whatsoever. Do you think that type of person is, is being taken care of? It's getting anything, it's giving workers rights, as it's in our constitution and in the laws of parliament? Obviously, no. 
And you know, you saw this week what happened in all road, uh, 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 in all road, in the Chinese factory, where there were 51 people, illegal migrants from Malawi, Zimbabwe, and four of them from China itself, who were kept inside the factory. They were eating there, they were working there, they were sleeping there, and they were never allowed out. And so when you cut down on that type of a thing, people who are benefiting, because, I mean, let's not fool each other. The biggest, the biggest, biggest, uh, what you call, expense in any business is labor. Mm. And so, yeah, if people can, and can cut on labor costs, sure. they believe they are going to get very rich. We Dr. Mutualedi. Yes, yes. Closers, all of these scenarios that you're painting for us, be it from the Limpopo River one to the hospitality sector, is a crisis of enforcement, not just of immigration laws, but also labor laws. And you might want to reflect, I guess, on discussions you've had with your counterpart insofar as that is concerned. But the second one is also, I guess, a failure of a particular kind of regional multilateralism. What's the point of having a, a you know, SADAC? What's the point of having these regional bodies? if they can't be put to bear to a challenge which in scope and and by its sort of core nature requires the participation not just of the country that is receiving the immigrants but also i guess the country from where they come from well sadag is not a homogeneous the countries and conditions mm. under which yes under which that free movement can be one of them being that there must be civil registration and vital studies in every country why did they say that? Because in quite a number of countries, there's no civil registration, meaning people don't have best kids or IDs, mm. meaning their own countries don't even know them. And Sadek was saying, mm. before somebody comes and moves freely in my country, at least they must have been registered and known. In hmm. That is that. Yeah. And then on the enforcement issue? Yes, you are right. You are right. We, we, we are actually discussing this matter with our counterparts in Labour. And the tracking, in the tracking industry, they told us that many times, that we need enforcement because some of the businesses which comply with Labour law say no. We are going to collapse because we are complying with Labour law. Mm. That we are going to raid, by the way. We are mm. going to raid businesses. We used to do uh, 250 operations. That means roadblock and, and raiding factories. We're increasing them to more than 500 this year, and we have already started. Lastly, uh, Dr. Mutsualedi, we speak on the continent about free movement of uh, goods and people. There's the Africa continental free trade to say in all good and operation and maybe uh, employment. But the underlying issue really is about economic activity across the board. Uh, any way between yourselves? The government, South Africa is a country on the continent side. What it means about business of people, by the way, those are continental free trade agreements is for conduct trade uh, because many countries, they are colonial masters, and the instance we are signing uh, 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 in the region for them identity document uh, 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 facilities. Mm. And we discovered that the IDs, each one from their uh, and now in terms of the agreement, we are saying, please trade local with invading mm. another country, two separate concepts altogether. Yes, no, for you, sure. I mean, there in my country, you must not respect my... Dr. Mutualedi, let's do this. Uh, we've got another... Okay. And uh, Dr. Mutualedi, I, I guess, Pap, and um, in line with your earlier, I think the...
the question is raised in the something like the AFCFTA might access of South African goods and goods into certain markets and as somewhat of an anomaly if Durban into the far corners uh, but not I guess um, into our country and similarly have but not have uh, I guess when you look at all of the agreements that we uh, on our continent now that risks uh, and I guess in your instance uh, borders Besides the Continental Free Trade Agreement, what the issues are is about trade. It has got nothing to do and where people must stay and all that. Simply about trade, how to each other. In order to billion people mm. on the continent, and it clearly outlines what. That's why uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we have decided that the source of entry integrated for huge amounts of money. Mm. The border between South Africa and the border between Mali, you'll find trucks queuing for 20 kilometers because there's big in Limpopo in to send uh, all their, their mining products to Maputo, and, and that needs to be facilitated. So we are going to rebuild the hook between uh, Ismaseru Bridge and Fixed Tech Both and lastly, this uh, and Botswana. Mm. All of them are good one-stop border posts. Making it easier. In other words, you know what process this side? No matter be processed. After crossing, you first in the other side. One-stop border mm. that here is a visitor once and go past. Some must improve one lane for uh, 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 taxis and taxis and all that. Border post. We've already discussed what is left is for Treasury to allow a request for proposals and go on for Africa continental, for people to come illegally into Asia. lady, thank you very much for so generous. And uh, yeah, we'll certainly watch quite HSF as that unfolds as well. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you to the listeners too. Thank you for giving me this time. Thank you very much. Giving me this time.